Hey everybody, welcome to Deviating Tangents episode 17. I don't want to say this is going to be a different episode because we always say that. If every episode is different, it's not actually different anymore. Well, I mean, they're all different in different ways. Yeah, but this is a special kind of episode. Uh, it's about how completely irrational emotions are. And yet how most people wouldn't give up emotions even knowing that they're irrational. Oh yeah, because like it's part of the human experience, it's having yeah. feelings. That was part of a, I think that's like the first episode of Third Rock from the Sun. Probably. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Third Rock from the Sun was a sitcom where aliens integrate into life on Earth to learn about the human condition. I think poorly. it is. Yeah. They integrate poorly. Yeah. So it's like, they just come off as really quirky human beings. And yeah. it's like, you probably wouldn't know, but it's like, yeah, these people are weird. But in the first episode, it's like, you can't just be without feelings. It's the core of the human experience. And so yeah. the, the main character, Dick Solomon, played by uh, John Lithgow, he's like, oh, it's a feeling. Well, I know a lot about feelings. Everything's going along just fine. And then somebody has a feeling and kaboom! Suddenly they don't like you. I think we can all do without feelings. Who's with me? And then nobody in the class raises their hands because he's a university teacher. And so he, he pauses and he looks around and goes, your grade depends on it. And everybody's hands shoot up. <laughs> it's a great episode. It's a great bit. The show's full of funny bits. But no, this episode is entirely based on like how just by feeling things that make logically no sense at all mm -hmm. are c c completely accepted and considered normal. Mm -hmm. Case in point. Uh, before, right before we started recording this episode, uh, we had a little mishap by the office. And, yeah, uh, so uh, a can of soda may have had an unfortunate accident with um, Caesar and, and just exploded. Yeah, somebody, somebody 66 a can of Coke and it exploded <laughs> in the box. And to the point where the box was leaking yeah, all over the place. It exploded in the box. Luckily, it didn't make too much of a mess. But, like, yeah. you know, the boxes aren't packaged very well. And it just starts pissing all over the place. pissing. So had we not been watching stand-up before coming over here to start the episode, I would have been livid. Nothing was ruined. Yeah. Just one less can of soda and sticky liquid on the floor. That's it. But because we were just... I'm, I'm going to say it. We were watching Randy Feltface. Scott had never seen him. I'm, yeah. I'm fresh into him. I'm, I'm going to have to watch more because he's, he's hilarious. He's actually funny. <coughs> and so just fucking, we're fucking losing it. And so we're coming over here and we're still on this high of watching stand-up because comedy makes you feel good when it makes you laugh. And so... Which this, is why we try to be funny here. Exactly. So, and then the soda explodes. And I turn to Scott. I'm like, I can guarantee you <coughs> if we had not been laughing, I would be mad. Like, yep. And it's not even because it was my fault. I'm the reason the fucking thing exploded. But it's like, I go, oh, this always happens to me. And but it's that, that context or how you feel before something happens. Yep. So feelings are weird. Yep. And, and they have such power and control over people, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you could be just going about your day, and then, like, a little kid smiles at you. And then it just makes you feel good all day. Yeah. I, conversely, uh, let's say something happens and you get angry. You are just fucked for for a good long time oh yeah you're pissed for like your day is ruined and and it could be completely out of your control completely out of your control and and like it could even just be someone else not handling their anger well yeah and then that just translates to to you having a bad yeah, it time creates well. this this ouroboros of like negative feelings yeah because it's like 
somebody somebody stubs their toe before you walk into the room and they're like ah and so you walk into their house or their apartment and you're like you're like hey dude what's going what's going on and he's still like newly angry and he's like fucking fuck my fuck you and so he takes it out on yeah, you exactly he just completely he just feels the need to lash out and you're like why'd you have to why'd you have to, <coughs> why'd you have to say that to me and then yeah. you're mad and then you're gonna hold it over his head for the rest of his life exactly and i don't know about anyone else but like when i get angry it is so physically mentally and emotionally draining yeah like, i am just completely without energy like, I have to devote, if I'm going to be mad, like, if I know I'm going to be mad, I have to devote time to it. Yeah. Because, like, I can't do anything for, like, an hour. Exactly. You just have to sit and be, because then it washes over you later, like, the reason slowly starts to come back in. Yep. And you're sitting there, you're like, I am stupid. Like, why do I let myself yeah. get this upset? Yeah, exactly. It, I, I get the same way. Why, why do I get so angry? Why do I let other people make me so angry? Yeah. And, and I, I, so I don't know who's more at fault there is, is is it me for responding to someone else or is it the someone else for not managing their emotions correctly who shows more remorse i mean i i'm, I'm generally not around when when they calm down so because like... i would be because i would i would <clears throat> suggest the hypothesis that whoever shows more remorse is getting levity like i would show them more levity like if, All right, that, like, that makes sense. If two people were like, it's, let's say it's like a cookie cutter example of like the same thing. So it's like, if somebody got mad at me and just let their anger out on me, and then like that was it, and I just felt bad for the rest of the day, I'd be like, well, that sucked. Mm -hmm. But then if somebody else did the same exact thing and then came to me later and like apologized, mm -hmm. that like fixes ninety percent of it. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's a skill that we've just let fall into the wayside is, is admitting when you're wrong and being able to be the bigger person yeah. and apologize for it. Be, apologies don't exist anymore. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, I am right. And, and you're wrong for thinking that I'm not right. Yeah. Right next to, right next to the phrase, I don't know, but I can find out exactly like I'm sorry, or I was wrong is like one of the most powerful mm -hmm. things you can add to your not that, not that you should go around apologizing for things you didn't do. Yeah. But if you did something and it's wrong and you know it's wrong and apologizing will f hopefully fix the situation, don't... <laughs> the, it is never too late to apologize either. Like, if you go all day and you're like, oh, well, I can't apologize now. It's been too long. It'll be awkward now. Yeah. Like, that is absolutely not true. And, and conversely, if someone doesn't accept your apology, they, they are completely within their rights to not accept yeah. your apology. Some, some things people just cannot accept apologies for yeah, some people and that is more, fine yeah some people are more spiteful than others not, uh, not necessarily spiteful but like you don't know someone's history yeah you, you don't know like if you're triggering someone's ptsd I, well i i mean it like in like a fresh argument yeah okay like it's again because you don't know their history you don't right, know their background right. so it's like maybe they will accept your apology in but time they're still just, angry yeah, now just like, so yeah okay. you just need to let them be angry and let them yeah cool down and then both of you can be on a level playing field again yeah and it's not just limited to anger either. Like this, this applies to other emotions as well. Yeah. Uh, you, you shouldn't make promises when you're angry. You you shouldn't make decisions when you're horny. <laughs> You'll laugh, but it's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> um, like like how I met your mother. What are the pretty what, well. what um, are the other tenants you're not supposed to do? Uh, Definitely promises when you're angry. Decisions when you're horny. Yeah. Um. Don't don't do things when you're hungry. D don't don't go shopping. Don't when go you're shopping hungry. when you're hungry. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you'll, you'll go in for a few things and come out with six carts. Yeah. Which, you know, at today's prices. Don't go to the bar by yourself. Uh, 
Okay, I, I can kind of see that. As someone who used to work in a bar, like, the less people you are with in that experience, you tend to be less happy. Okay, I, yeah, I can see that. Like, if you're going to a bar alone for the sole purpose of, like, finding somebody to take home that night, more power to you. Yeah. I would never do it. And But that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Like, if you need to get out of your house and you want to go drinking, as is your right, go with a group of people if you are able. Yeah, but bars are more social experiences than they are just drinking experiences. Yeah. Like, because I can get plastered at home exactly. for cheaper. Exactly. And, and you don't have, you know, the bartender giving you the side eye. Maybe you're overserved. Yeah. And then if you if you're one of those guys that like gets hammered to the point that you gush, yeah. like you're not you're not unloading all of your weight on the exactly. helpless victim. And like shout out to bartenders who have to put up with that shit. But yeah. like how many stories do they hear every day of, of people's just shitty lives that like they're just gonna stand there and listen to in the hopes for tips? So I didn't get that many. Of course I think that has a lot to do with where you are and what kind of establishment you yeah. work in. But the place I worked was, like, connected to... It started as a bar and then became a restaurant. <laughs> but... So it was into, like, a Chili's or, like, an Uno's. Yeah, okay. Where it's, like, you can go get a, a drink there, but that's not the focus yeah. of the place anymore. Yeah. So it's, like, if you're working in that kind of place, like, you'll probably have more fun with, like, bar patrons. Yeah. But, again, it's entirely based out of where you are and what kind of place you work in. Yeah. I don't know. I just... So if, if if you really boil everything down, everything can be can be determined with cold logic. Everything can just be binary, one or zero, yes or no. It's the emotions that that add the randomness. Yeah. And and the randomness is is what makes life life. Yeah. It it, it gives us variety. It makes us unique. It's the salt and pepper of the human experience. Exactly. It's and like you can you can make a meal and say, yep, that's a person. But it doesn't have any taste until you put those spices in it. Yeah. And that those spices are the sense of, like, I guess not not conscientiousness, but, like, I want to say, like, emotional awareness. Yeah, so that's, that's another thing, Be, being aware of your emotions and how you respond to them. Yeah. Um, emotions are, are really your... Um, your body's way of telling you things. Yeah. So, like, your brain can only, can only do so much. It, it can only give you so much information. Emotions are your your brain's way of giving you information that's not just you thinking things. Yeah. Be it in a more archaic, less understandable way. So you need to be able to listen to your body for those cues. But yeah. once you understand what your body's trying to tell you, like, like you can use that to your advantage if you can if you can uh translate what your body's trying to yeah, tell you yeah and that's where like things that inhibit like emotional growth and awareness so like psychological and like mental so diseases like we were we were talking about that article the other day where um being angry for extended periods of time will actually kill brain cells yeah and and um it creates a negative feedback loop so like you're angry and then your body craves the feeling of being angry to the point where you're essentially just killing your brain yeah because the i i'm not certain the science on this but the act of feeling an intense emotional response yeah so like it's not enough to be content but to be blissful or gleeful yeah is like an over-the-top version of content yeah just like how being like nonplussed mm -hmm. is like if you turn that dot, if you turn that knob up to eleven, you get like pissed. Yeah. And so it's like, when you are at your most volatile in any state, 
be it happy, sad, angry, whatever, when you are at like maximum feeling for that feel the most. So if you are angry a lot, I'm not certain of the science on this entirely, but like your body craves that feeling of maximum feeling potential. And, and it, it can't get it as much because it's so used to having it all the time. Yes. So it needs more and more so and more. So that being incredibly livid is like your only dopamine response. Exactly. Because your body is existing and your body wants that shit because it's good for you. Yeah. But the only way it knows how to get it is by like self-destructing. Yep. So. So I got this roommate here who uh, plays video games and uh, gets very very angry at them and like doesn't see it as a problem yeah like, like literally every single time he plays this game he's shouting at the screen there is no voice chat that's probably a good thing yeah um it's it's a game marketed towards children as well so like he's he's getting angry at a game for kids so that's that's a thing but um no he'll he'll play the game daily and just get so 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 angry and then, like, is angry for a good long time afterwards as well. That's the worst. Like, because I'll get mad at something, and I'll turn, I'll be like, nope, <coughs> this isn't helping. I need to turn this off. This isn't good for me. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm mad for, like, another five minutes while I'm coming down, but then I'll be okay. Yeah. But it's like, if you force yourself while still pissed to, like, just push through that experience, yeah. it takes a lot longer to come down. Yeah, exactly. Again, because your body needs more and more and more to get that same high it used to get. You see this, the the same thing in drug addicts. Yeah. Um, I, I I took a very small amount to, to to get me going, but now that my body's so used to that, I need more, so I'm going to take a little more. Now my body's used to that, so I'm going to take a little more. Now my body's used to that, and now I'm going to overdose. Yeah. And and you know the the same thing is true for emotions because emotions trigger chemicals in your brain. Yeah. The same way that drugs do. And it doesn't help. I before we started talking about the uh, the anger killing brain cells bit. Yeah. Um, I had started to bring up like anxiety and depression yep. and how that affects the, cause yep. that, that doesn't affect the creation, like the production of these dopamine chemicals, but rather it inhibits how your brain uses them. Yeah. It, it, and, and also how they're picked up. As exactly. Well. So it's, and just like with being volatile, like violently angry, you can get a dopamine response off being incredibly depressed and upset. Yep. Um, it's not good for you. <laughs> But yep. it can happen in, you know, people with these, you know, like, I have depression. It's not as bad as it used to be when I was a kid. And I have anxiety, which admittedly is worse than that. <laughs> so, And it's horrible when you get them together in the same room. Yep. Because it's that thing I said earlier, that Ouroboros, where one starts the other one. Yep. And then you're just stuck in this vicious cycle of bullshit. Yep. Because it's like, nobody cares about me. I'm going to die alone. And it's like, <laughs> and that, that's your depression. And then your anxiety comes in. You're not important enough to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, you're probably right. And then your depression picks up again. And it's just horrible. And you get stuck in that negative feedback loop. And, and the same thing with being angry you're getting that dopamine response, but it's not enough. So yeah. you have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into that hole. Yeah. So last night, I was telling Scott about this last night, because when I had texted him for the episode, because we were talking about this like a week ago, yep. you were like an episode on how emotions like affect, like make logic make no sense. I'm like, yeah. So, so the, emotions are inherently illogical. Yeah. J just inherently illogical. They will make you make decisions that are not based in, in reality. Yeah. They're, they're just... Oh, I feel good now. Let's do this. You had sent me that suggestion for the show, and I'm at the time I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that could work. Hmm. And then after last night, I'm like, yeah, we're doing that because I want to talk about this. So last night, this literally just happened. 
so Scott doesn't know this. I didn't tell him. So he's going to hear it at the same guy, same time you guys do. Um, last night. Okay, so this requires some pretext. <laughs> In my house, I have six stuffed animals. They are plush turtles, all of them. They're just... Jess and I both like the turtles. They're cute. Each one is different slightly. They all have names and personalities. They are semantic items that just help us to create a like that cohesion of like a family unit because mm. the brain desires that yeah and with it just being us two in the apartment and we're not allowed to have pets here so it's like unless they're furnished. exactly <laughs> but i and in this case literally so because they're all pillows yeah but i treat these six turtles like they're my children yeah they don't talk they just they squeak when they want to like communicate a thought they all have like these uh, gangly appendage their little <laughs> flippers it's adorable I love them all they're my children that doesn't make any sense logically exactly, yeah. that doesn't make any sense at all but I just I love these things they're a part of me if one of them went missing I would fucking lose it exactly it's a toy yep I would lose my mind so this gets better by the way <laughs> so Jess goes into her work office she normally works from home but she goes into office on Mondays and she always brings one of the two smallest mm -hmm. who are named I'm gonna give you all my turtle names <laughs> they're the first one he's the largest we named him Mr. T for Mr. Turtle I got him for Jess as a, a <laughs> Valentine's Day present while she was out at college I got the next three for Valentine's Day last year or this year um by the time by the time this episode comes out, it will have been last year for Valentine's Day 2021. I bought all three of them at the same time so we could have four turtles. Yeah. And so I was thinking about maybe we could change Mr. T's name and then we could all have like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because we'd have four of them. Mm -hmm. So there's Mr. T. They all took on their own names. There's a rainbow one with a rainbow shell and he's light green. His name's Rainbow Turtle. There's one with a camouflage shell. His name's Lou Turtle, like Lieutenant, Lieutenant Turtle. Okay. There's a... Uh, not what's the word I'm looking for? A beigeish, like a bronze sequiny kind of one. Her name is Michelle because she has a heart on her chest and she's <laughs> cute. And then we got two later on. We got two more: a blue one and a green one. They're the. Has anybody seen the trend? I've only noticed it on TikTok with the with the octopodes that it's like they're two different colors and two different emotions, and they're really good at conveying which emotion they are because they're two different things. Like one's like a happy face, the other one's a sad face. Yeah. And it's for people that if you get into a Let's say you're in a depressive state that makes it hard for you to, to articulate words. Yep. Or if you're, like, learning disabled, yep. and for you to be able to articulate things in a visual format. Mm -hmm. That's what they're for. And that's why we got them. But that's not how we use them. <laughs> because the blue one's named Poos, the green one's named Peace. And so they're, they have their own personalities. And so all of these turtles, they're all my children. They all have their own personalities going on. She brings Peace to work with her every Monday. Mm -hmm. And so... This is where logic goes away. Mm -hmm. This is where emotion takes over, and this gets so fucking weird. So last night, we're having a discussion. She's like, which one should I take to work with me tomorrow? And I said, well, Poos went with you last Monday. Why don't you take one of the other turtles? I said, you always take either Poos or Peace. Why don't you take one of the other turtles? She proceeds to give me like five perfectly valid reasons, logical, valid reasons, why she won't bring the other turtles. Mm -hmm. They're larger she doesn't have that large of an office. Yep. It is a professional setting. Yep. So just bringing stuffed animals to work isn't exactly like, okay. Mm -hmm. But these little turtles that she brings in, they're like, you could put them on her desk and you'd never know. Yeah. And it's like, speaking of size, it's like she has to bring a lot of stuff to work. Yep. So allocating that space. And these are all totally valid things she's telling me, which get translated in my depressed ass as... <laughs> You only bring two of them to work with you, which means you don't love the other ones as much as you love these two. And I was pissed. I was actually upset on behalf of my plush turtle children 
They're just furniture. They're pillows that lay in the bed with us and we cuddle with them to make, us, to make ourselves feel better. I'm getting outraged on behalf of my children that aren't real because she won't take four of the six of them to work with her on Monday. And I'm mad. I'm upset. And we have to sit and talk about it like adults. And she's like, I understand how you're feeling. I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Go get yourself a stuffed animal. <laughs> Give it a name and a personality. That is, like, really good therapy, too. Yep. Like, having a semantic purpose. That's yep. why, like, a lot of people like growing houseplants. Mm -hmm. It gives you something to do. It gives you something to be able to talk to and relate with and have emotional attachments to that isn't, like, and, another person. And plants grow better when you talk to them. Yeah. So... I didn't want this to be the me-centric episode, but, like, <laughs> holy shit, this story. Like, because as it happened, I'm, Jess and I are talking it out, and she's like, I'm sorry I made, I made you feel that way. I'm like, it's not your fault. It's my brain that's being the douche right now. And the whole time we're having this conversation, we're talking it out, and I'm leveling myself back down to, like, like okay, like, I'm being stupid. This is foolish. I want to move past this. And all I can think of in the back of my head is, this would be great to talk about on the show. <laughs> I mean, that's really what the show is, isn't it? It's just therapy for us. Seriously. <laughs> Welcome to Deviating Tangents, the show where Scott and I explain our lives so that you can understand what the fuck is wrong with us. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. Do you ever have a favorite stuffed animal? So, not really a stuffed animal, but like... So I got a virtual ticket to BlizzCon one year, yeah, and it let me have access to like the special BlizzCon shop that that normal people didn't have access to, yeah. And I bought a hearts <clears throat> a Hearthstone pillow, yeah, and like I sleep with it every night. It's your yeah, it's like your security item. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just you know a, a, a gray, round, slightly oblong disc, yeah, with a little blue swirl on it. That's it. I think it's funny, and it's because it's not logical. I think it's funny the emotional weight that we can give to things that don't even have a face. Yeah. It's like, there are four pillows on my bed. Jess gets two, and I get two. There is one of those pillows I absolutely have to have when I go to bed. Mm -hmm. It's my pillow. It's not my, it's not my, it's not one of my turtles. <laughs> it doesn't have a face. It's, it doesn't get a name. It doesn't have a personality, but it's my fucking pillow. Mm -hmm. Nobody else uses this pillow but me. Logic doesn't exist in the realm of emotions. Like, mm -hmm. this is one of the very few episodes. How illogical that normally a show where we talk about different shit every ten minutes. We have stayed on focus, <laughs> on point, this entire episode. <coughs> the world makes no sense. Everybody's lying to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, at the same time, we, we know how illogical emotions are, but we wouldn't give them up. Yeah. Most people wouldn't give them up. If you would, you'd be like a psychopath. Yeah. Is it yeah. is it psychopaths or sociopaths? Sociopaths just hate people. Psychopaths yeah. think there's nothing wrong with hating I, people. I, I think I think there's specific definitions for them. I'm just not sure yeah. what they are. And then there's like narcissism and all that. Yeah. So I, I saw an article the other day. Um, so narcissists are more likely to believe in astrology. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Jess believes in astrology. But she's like the, she's the least narcissistic person I've ever met. <laughs> I'm fairly narcissistic, and I don't believe in, in astrology. Well, there you go. I don't. I don't know. I can't say I'm not narcissistic now because that like that undoes everything I just said. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. It's like she isn't, but she does, and then I am, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Statistics, dumb thing. Yeah. 
correlation does not equal causation. Exactly. And what I don't like about astrology in the first place is that every single reading is just vague enough. Yeah, to apply to everyone. Yeah. yeah. What was it? I was reading... <coughs> I, I, I was reading something one time where somebody was getting, like, a reading done with, like, tarot cards. Mm -hmm. And uh, the justice card came up. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, uh, that reading for the day was, like, uh, you will find a sense of accomplishment in whatever is like stressing you out in life and it's like how do you interpret that it's like that is the vaguest thing yeah yeah it's like come up with a plan and then do it it's like will i pay off all my debt this year it's like do you have a plan yes just put it into action it's like yeah. you were gonna do that anyway this is just a blanket that can be thrown over to be like now you're allowed to feel okay that you're making the decision you're making mm -hmm. but if you were gonna do it anyway i'd imagine you were confident enough <coughs> you were confident enough in your decision to just yeah. go ahead and do it and now all you've done is just pay someone to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. I do like the concept of astrology, though. I mean, if, if like I've said before, with with religion, I'm glad the concept exists. I just, I don't like how some people believe they can dictate what, what others do. Yeah. Well, astrology is like, oh, you are this way because that's what you are. Yeah. It's like, the, I'm an asshole because I'm a Scorpio. It's that one of those yeah. things. So that's, that's another thing. Like... You shouldn't aspire to be an asshole. No. Like, like, again... That's also not something you get to dictate whether or not you are one. I mean, you control you control the behavior. Yeah. But someone else has to call you the asshole. You shouldn't be proud of being an asshole. Yes. Again, the roommate, very proud of being an asshole. Proud of being a misogynistic asshole. Like... like and he's married. Yeah. Makes no sense. Cookie dough is delicious, regardless of what's in your pants. He's <laughs> an actual conversation we've had. Oh, that's one of the girly <clears throat> ice cream flavors, yep. and he'd never eat it because yep. that's so stupid. Cookie dough is delicious, and and not not just ice cream flavors, but like the 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 place at the mall that just sells cookie dough. Yeah. Are you a boy or a girl? I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, but what's in your pants? Doom. Doom. Red versus blue is fantastic. It doesn't come from red versus blue originally, but like red versus blue is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's um, there's references to red versus blue in Halo Infinite. That's funny. Yeah. Before we get too sidetracked, this is already at 31 minutes. I think we should just end the episode. Yeah, not not bad. Because this was not a, this was not a bad episode. Like, but this was like one of those airing dirty laundry episodes. It's like <laughs> a peek behind the scenes. This is how we function mentally. So, or you know, don't, don't function. <laughs> now everybody's sitting uh, at home, counter cuddled, stuffed turtles. <laughs> He's twenty six years old, <laughs> playing playing with toys. There's nothing wrong with playing with toys. You, at 26. you you are never too old for a stuffed animal. Seriously. And I, I never used to have stuffed animals as a kid either. That was yeah. like something my brother would do. Yeah. So it's like I grow up and it's like I get to have my own stuffed animals now. I get to pick them out. It's not like a Christmas present where it's like, oh, grandma got you this Christmas present. I hope you like it. It's like, thanks. This is something I saw and I'm like, that's adorable. I want it. So I got it. Mm -hmm. And this, this may be a controversial topic, but like, don't hate on people who have waifu pillows. Like, it's one thing if they're carrying it around in public, but, yeah. like, if they just have it because they want it... Yeah, if, if you don't know that they have it, yeah. like, that's good for them. <clears throat> like, it's keeping them from committing arson, I'm sure. Scott, has your waifu pillow arson? <laughs> I do not have a waifu pillow. Well, you just have a BlizzCon pillow <laughs> that you sleep with every night. 
It's it, it's good for um, keeping my knees separated. I don't do that. No? No. I think that's because I'm a stomach sleeper, and my legs just stay apart anyway. Yeah. But if I do sleep on my side, my knees being together does not bother me. See, I, I got I got really bony joints. Mm. This is a weird way to end the episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Hopefully no more bony joints. <laughs> <laughs> see you later.